0: Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. We have had this wonderful presentation, but I wonder if you had a time machine, how would you use it? Would you go back and have one of those legendary dinner parties with Winston Churchill? Or maybe get yourself a ticket to a royal wedding or some other historical event. Or perhaps you would want to go back and see some of the biblical stories. Maybe watch David slay Goliath. Maybe you would want to go back and see the the first nativity. Or would you go back and tell yourself, don't do that, when there's something you wish you hadn't done. Or maybe you'd go back and go, do do that, when you missed out an opportunity, or regret not doing something when you had the chance. Or perhaps, like in our story, you'd want to go forward. Find out the day when Jesus does come back, just so that you're ready. As I said a couple of weeks ago, the birth of Jesus splits human history in two. And the Christian faith holds time and timelessness in tension. Jesus' birth was a reality in a particular time in history. The stories we, we read in the Bible happened. They are locked in history and yet they hold timeless truth for us today. The life, death, death and resurrection of Jesus means that eternity and not just the time and space we inhabit today is in our grasp. And we don't need a time machine to take us there. We can worship the baby born in Bethlehem today. And we can enter into that relationship with God. And as we do so, we enter into eternity with him. We don't need a time machine to tell us when Jesus is coming back to be ready. We are ready when we set our hearts and our minds to serve, to love, and to worship Jesus. The good news of the nativity, the good news of Jesus Christ, is good news for the past, the present, and the future. In Jesus Christ, we we receive release from the past, those things that we regret doing, those things that we regret not doing, do not have to hold us back anymore. The things that we have done, the things that may have been done to us, do not hold us, they do not define us. And in the baby at Bethlehem, we receive purpose in the present. We have the promise of his presence with us, today and every day. The Bible says that God delights over us with singing. Our lives matter. We are of infinite value to God in the present. And the good news of Jesus Christ is that we have promise for the future. A promise of eternity that starts now. A promise where God will redeem the whole of creation that time when Jesus returns and makes things right because we know our world is not right. And for those who are in Christ, we will be brought into his eternal, marvelous light. The Christian message is simple. Release from the past, purpose in the present, and promise for the future. And as we look forward to the birth of Jesus, who the Bible describes as being the same yesterday, today, and forever. As we look forward to celebrating his birth, this day, today, this time and place, is a really good day to grasp that reality and worship the baby. So let us pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this season. This season where we hold time and timelessness in tension. We look back and celebrate the historic events in Bethlehem all those centuries ago. We give thanks for those who brought the message to us. And we look forward, not just to celebrating that historical event, but we look forward to, to your return. And Lord, in the present, we pray that we would live in the light of your love. We would live knowing that you give us purpose. And yet, Lord, we do pray for our world because we know that there is pain and struggle around us. On this day, we pray especially for young people. We pray for those who are not living in a loving home. We pray for those whose family life has broken down and they have entered care. Lord, we pray that suitable homes, adoptive and foster parents would be found to show them love and value. We pray for all young people for whom home is not a safe place. For those who live in war-torn countries and countries where oppression and disharmony reign, where they are denied educational opportunities, medical care that they need, and where there are traumas that we cannot begin to understand. Lord, in your mercy, bring love and hope and comfort. We pray for those who live in poverty in this country and abroad. We know that so many families are struggling at the moment and we ask, Lord, that we would be good servants in doing all that you call us to do to help. And Lord, we thank you for our young people here today. We thank you for the joy that they have brought to our hearts and the message that they have spoken to us. We thank you for those that care for them And we ask your blessing on each and every one and each home represented. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.